Good morning. Good morning. I'm happy to see you here. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate very much the uh, fill-in last week by Andy and Dennis Lee. And sorry I had to miss the fall festival, but they, uh, I, thought, I thought I was having a kidney stone. So any of you ever had a kidney stone, you know, <laughs> you know it's a painful thing. But uh, guess what? I didn't have a kidney stone. But that's okay. <laughs> so, but I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I have a couple of announcements. One is the make sure not to forget that the monthly supper is this Wednesday. And uh, Leanna Morris is going to talk, tell us short, a little short presentation uh, about all the um, stuff that's going on with all those fundraisers she's done the last couple of years uh, and what we did um, uh, you know, back this past fall. And so you know, it would be interesting to hear all that. That's this Wednesday is our monthly supper. And don't forget, too, that our uh, Memorial Messenger and this year and this month, it is full of stuff. So I hope you got a copy of this if you didn't pick up a copy. Also, we begin our um, Consecration Pledge Sunday drive coming up uh, to last Sunday this month when we'll have a combined uh, service and do our pledges as we do every year for to pledge against uh, uh, our budget. And I have down here that Marsha Mays, is Marsha here? Marsha was going to come up and have a stewardship moment. So you want to come on up, Marsha, and then we'll begin our worship. Good morning. Um, when Kevin asked me to speak this morning, he wanted to know a little bit about what Memorial means to me and my family, and also to talk a little bit about how important stewardship is. First of all, Memorial has just been a wonderful place for me and my family. When Tyler and Davis and I first arrived at Memorial, we were welcomed with open arms and just love from everybody and everything. We've made some wonderful lifelong friends here. Um, a very important thing for our family is the ability to come to church and know that our children are being taken care of and they're not only their physical needs but their spiritual needs and that is taken care of by two things. One thing being your tithe and giving money to keep the doors of the church open and the other thing is the giving of your time and that whether that's serving in the praise band um, passing out bulletins, being an usher, or serving in the children's ministry upstairs, or teaching adult Sunday school classes. Um, and I just have one thing I wanted to challenge everyone with, with young children. At Davis's school, we had a um, meeting a couple Fridays ago about preschoolers and children and money. We live in a very digital world, and Tyler and I have our um, monthly tithe taken just drafted out of our checking account and Davis never sees that happen um, and that's something that as a family we want to change we want um, to have our children like physically see the, uh, want to physically see us tithing and giving back so I would just like to challenge everybody that has young children up to older children um, let your children see you tithe and talk about tithing and talk about how tithing is not just 
you know, writing your check out, but also giving back of your time and your talents to the church because that's very biblical and that's what God asked us to do. And it's a great way to worship your fam with your family. Um, thank you so much for loving my family and we really love it here at Memorial. Thank you. Oh, and if you want to serve in the children's ministry, let me know. We have lots of openings. <laughs> and God's working over there upstairs and on that hallway. And if you want to see some great things he's doing, get in touch with us, and we'd love to let you love on some babies. Thanks. Thank you, Marsha. Let's bow our heads and pray just a minute. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this church. We thank you for the chance just to come and to serve you. Lord, we thank you that we can come and be little ministers and spread your word to so many people. But Lord, let us not stop here. Let's share your word to everyone at Memorial and then reach out into the world and keep sharing your light. Lord, come and fill us up this day. Fill us up so that we can go and be your missionaries. In your name I pray. Amen. Will you stand and let's sing together? Days with this life. 
Did everyone survive trick-or-treating? Got lots of candy at home, I bet. Hmm? Yeah, you haven't eaten it all. Not yet. All right. Well, today, um, I brought something with me, and Natalie's holding it for me. You guys know what that is? Eh, it's a water bottle, isn't it? Yeah, bottled water. That's right. And today, what that, I want to share with you what that reminds me of. It reminds me of tears. And we're going to talk about tears today. Um, in, in Psalms 56.8, David asked God to put his tears in a bottle. Now, sometimes this bottle or water reminds me of maybe when I was sad and maybe when I may have cried. Hmm? But I don't think God keeps our tears in a bottle like this. But I do believe that God sees our tears and hears us when we cry or when we're sad. Now, do any of you guys have an example of when you might have been sad or cried or maybe somebody may not have made you feel too good? Caroline? Um, no? Okay. It's okay. Well, we all have those kinds of moments when maybe we're not having such a good day or maybe something just is not going right. And... Today in the Bible, I want to tell you about, there's a verse that's very short. 
and it says, Jesus wept. And there are some verses that you can refer to when Jesus cries. Hebrews 5, 7, Luke 19, 41 through 42. And today's scripture we're going to talk about is in John eleven thirty five, And this is when Jesus cries. The Bible tells us that Jesus cried when friends, when his friends were hurting. Jesus had a friend named Lazarus who became very sick. His sister, Mary and Martha, sent word to Jesus and asked him to come and heal Lazarus. But when Jesus arrived, Lazarus had already died. The Bible tells us that when Jesus saw Mary weeping because her brother had died, he cried too. This isn't all that Jesus did. Listen to what happens next. Jesus went with Mary and Martha and some others to visit the grave where Lazarus was buried. It was a cave with a large stone across the entrance. When they arrived at the tomb, Jesus said to some of the men who were with them, take away the stone. Then Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus walked out of the grave. I imagine when this happened, his sister's tears from, turned from sadness to being joyful. We all cry. And I'm glad that we have a Savior who weeps too. I am glad that he loves us so much that he knows when we are hurting and he feels our pain. Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Jesus, it is comforting to know that when we cry, you cry with us. But it is even more comforting to know that you have the power over death and the grave and that one day we will be in heaven with you and then there will be no more tears. Amen. Many years ago, the Christian people would dress up in scary costumes and wander through the streets of their villages to scare away the evil spirits. That was called All Hallows Eve, which we know is Halloween today. They did that prior to the next day, which was called All Saints Day or All Hallows Day, which is a day that they celebrated and remembered all of their members who had passed away and went on to glory. And so that is where this celebration comes from. The nearest Sunday to that date, which is today, is declared All Saints Day. And so we, All Saints Sunday. And so we today will go through a liturgy to remember uh, those in our congregation who have passed away since last All Saints Day. This liturgy, you should be able to follow on the screen with me. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. 
Let us pray together. Almighty God, your people of all the ages live and praise you without ceasing. In our communion with you, we have communion with generations past and generations yet unborn. Before your throne, we are one with a great multitude which no one could number. And in praising you, we join with those from every nation. Grant to your church on earth that as we celebrate the triumph of your saints in glory, we may profit by their example and enter with them into the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, as we remember these saints, I will read a name, and a candle will be lit, and a bell will be tolled. Um, and if y'all will just silently uh, remember these saints, a part of our congregations who passed away since last All Saints Day. Jan Westmoreland. Martin Wallace, William Jordan, Herbert Taylor, Helen Reeves, Harold Hicks, Ruby House, Bob Dunlap, Toby Wright, and Broadus Dodson. Let us join in the litany. O Cosmic Christ, all things were created. O Cosmic Christ, in these times, help us find that which we all seek. And with you, the Alpha and Omega, Amen. And let us bow our heads for our pastoral prayer. Oh Lord, we come today as faithful people. Uh, we know and believe that those we have named are in glory with you. And yet we must confess that we are a generation who wants to believe just about everything else but the living Word of God. And we grumble when we have to do things and follow precepts and commandments. You've called us, O oh Lord, to be disciples. You've called us to turn from our sinful ways and to forgive us. We pray, O oh Lord, that this day once again, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would help us. You would help us by the example of the saints of our church and the saints of old 
that we might feel a new fresh wind of, of heaven in our confidence and our steadfastness, steadfastness, that you'd fill us with power that we may be witnesses of your glory, that you would help us to recall with thanksgiving the stories of your faithful saints and how they endured trials and suffering to remain steadfast in living out their faith. And so this day, O oh God, we do lift up before you these saints that we've named and all those saints that we name within our hearts. And we pray, O oh Lord, for all those within our congregation and within our friends and our family who are suffering from body, mind, or spirit. We especially pray for Tracy, who needs prayer, who has the flu. We pray for an aunt who has had a stroke this past week. We pray for Pastor Brenda, who's facing surgery. We pray, O oh God, for this and many other things that are so dear to us in our hearts as we pause now. Oh God, in your love for all these that we've named and for all everywhere, we pray that you'd grant relief from pain, a quiet from anxiety, hope in the midst of despair, and give courage to us all. Oh God, most high, count us among your saints. Bring us into your kingdom. Hear our prayers. We offer them in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Gospel of John chapter 11, beginning at verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and the, those who, Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. And then they said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he have opened the eyes? Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. And it was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. And then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And so they took away the stone. And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. 
And when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet still wrapped with the strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we're so thankful for your words. They are so powerful as we hear of your love, as we hear of your grief, as we hear of your overcoming death. And we praise you, O Lord, and thank you that you call us your children. May your Holy Spirit guide us now. Amen. Well, I think I entitled my, I did, Let the Madness Begin, because beginning this month, the madness starts. And uh, we know what I'm talking about, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year's, times of celebration, times for friends and family, times of joy, but for some times of incredible sadness. Perhaps there is an ache in you that comes every year about this time when you start thinking about think, uh, turkey and mistletoe and presents under the tree. Perhaps your wish is not so much to have a happy holiday as just to survive the holidays. Well, I have good news for you. The news that is reported here in the Gospel of John provides for us some wonderful things for us to remember about how to deal with grief, not just at the holidays, but at any time. As I read you the scripture, you saw the situation. Uh, Jesus' friend, the brother of Mary and Martha had died. And by the time that he reached the little town of Bethany, great numbers of others had arrived. And this is really the first thing that we can learn and to see and know how we can receive help uh, we first receive help from our friends and our family. We receive help from those gathering of people uh, who can help us cope with the holidays, cope us with grief, help us to cope with whatever. You see, pain shared, now listen, pain shared is pain divided. And that is true also of grief. It's important when you're dealing with grief, especially during the holidays, that despite the temptation to shut yourself off, despite the temptation to find some quiet corner to curl up into, do not do it. Do not do it. Be with people. People who are important to you. People who can help you. People who can share your pain. My dear grandmother, Pons, my mother's mother, was buried on Christmas Eve. It never fails when Christmas Eve comes around that this just becomes uh, very deep on our minds uh, in our family. But the fact that we gather and the fact that we can share what Grandmother Pons meant to us helps us to deal with lingering grief. Now when Jesus gets there, uh, Martha and Mary are both there. And Martha, of course, says, Lord, if..." You've just been here sooner. Now, I've often wondered if Martha cried. The Scriptures does not say anything about the tears 
of Martha. Now, it does tell us that Mary cried. We know that. We know that she was crying. She might have been crying for the past four days, but it does not say that Martha cried. And we've met Martha and Mary before in Scripture. We know they're different people. And they're just as different in their grief as they were in other areas of their life. And that seems to me like another valuable lesson for us to see in this Scripture to help us deal with this period of time coming up in our lives. We are individuals. We react as individuals. We deal with grief as individuals, uh, whether it's at holidays or other times. And there's no need to assume that everyone is going to handle grief the same way, because people do not. There are a lot of myths connected, I believe, with how Christian people should deal with, with grief. There are some who say that we should never cry because that indicates a lack of faith. There's others who say we must cry because that shows that our love is very strong. My friends, forget what other people say. There is no right way. If Mary cried, it was because that's who Mary was. And if Martha did not cry, that's because that's who Martha was. You do it the way you feel like doing it. I want to make sure every one of you here knows that if you're worried about breaking into tears during the holidays, and trust me, many people have this feeling. Stop worrying about what other people think. If someone does not understand, too bad for them. You just be yourself. Do what you need to do to cope with your grief and to cope with the holidays. You are an individual, and out of that individuality is your strengths for coping. Now, Jesus had seen this deep loss. Uh, Jesus had seen those crying and those not crying. Jesus had seen those gathered, and now he wants to see the tomb. And so they lead him to it. And he sees the rough-hewn cave, which has a big rock rolled in front of it, similar to the grave that Jesus himself will be laid not too long from this point, actually, in the Scriptures. He sees where his friend is laid. And there, standing Jesus of Nazareth, this strong and ruddy man, he begins to weep. He has felt the grief and the pain of his friends and quite literally he has been moved to tears. And my friends, this is another invaluable lesson for us. I don't know about you, but I would not worship a Lord who could not be moved to tears. We have a Lord who genuinely cares what happens to us. Who genuinely knows and understands what we go through. And by joining in the grief there in Bethany, Jesus validated the whole process for all of time, all of history, because Jesus shed tears. Jesus in this act is telling us that it's all right for us to shed tears too. 
What a comfort that we can, that can be when we are tempted to try to bottle up all our emotions, usually for no reason other than that we're worried about what other people will think or what other people expect of us. Jesus reacted with all the love and care and emotion that, is, that was as part of Him, that is as much a part of Him as is part of us. And the writer of Hebrews puts it this way. In Hebrews 4.15, he says, We do not have a high priest. We don't have a preacher. We don't have a minister. We don't have this person, this Lord, who is unable to sympathize with us. Jesus wept. Jesus understands. Jesus cries with us. And because Jesus can cry, we can cry too. Now we know that the story does not end just with tears. Actually, the, the, the tears turn into joy as Lazarus is called forth from the tomb. A visible demonstration for us believers of a great eternal truth that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And those who believe in Jesus, even though they die, they will live and everyone who lives and believes in Jesus will never die. Jesus said those words to us. And it's important for us to remember them. Not too long ago, I, I read of uh, a, a great evangelist of the last century who had written something that he wanted people to read when he died. He said, one day you'll read in the newspaper that I have died. Well, don't believe a word of it. I will have just gone up higher, that's all. Out of this old clay body into a house not made with hands, one that is eternal, that's in the heaven. And at that moment, I will be more alive than I have ever been. There is no doubt that we feel grief. There's no doubt that we have every right to feel the loss and separation from a loved one. And Jesus affirmed that right for us when He stood crying at His friend's grave. The Apostle Paul wrote to the people in the Thess Thessalonian, Thessalonican church, and, and he, people were asking and worried about those loved ones who were starting to die. And he wrote and he said, You grieve. Grieve all you want. But don't grieve as those who have no hope because you have hope. You have much hope. And as long as you have hope, you can get through the badness of this time of year. But those who are without hope suffer greatly, and we need to pray for those that will find hope. There was a newspaper article about a young man who had shot himself to death. This was a few years ago during the holidays, and in his pocket was found a child's crayon drawing. And he had written, please bury this with me. And the drawing had been done by his daughter who had perished in a fire. 
Now, God knows there's nothing worse to have to deal with than the loss of a loved one, but it's even harder when it's a loss of a child. He had become so grief-stricken, he could see no hope. He had not heard of that person called Jesus who stood in front of a rock-hoom tomb back in Bethany and had shed tears. He did not know of the hope of heaven and he had committed suicide. Friends, at holidays and times of special family situations, it's important to know that there might be someone there within your midst who suffering greatly and in emotional distress and grieving. It's important to recognize those signs and to be present to them and to be with them, to offer them hope. Friends, we have the hope that the world needs. We have what can fight off the grief grinch and we can deal with it through these times because if we gather with our family and friends and we share with them the emotions of our heart, if we let our own individuality help us, and if we listen and look towards Jesus Christ, the Jesus who wept, the Jesus who also has the power over life and death and called Lazarus from the tomb, Friends, with these things, we can cope through the madness that's to come and come out on the other side blessed and a blessing to others. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, we are grateful for the knowledge that this life is not all that there is. And we're grateful for the lives of those of our loved ones who know already the glories of heaven. And we are thankful, O oh Lord, that in these coming holidays that will be difficult for some, maybe even ourselves, that we know that your promise, my grace is sufficient, your promise to give us the grace we need through every situation will remind us of the presence and the power of thy spirit that is with us always, even to the end of our days. And so we make our prayer in the name of you, O Lord, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, let us stand and respond uh, with our statement of faith. Let us join together with these words. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life in death, in life beyond death, 
God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and let our ushers now come forward and receive our tithes. Today I found my sin After searching all these years And the man that I saw Wasn't at all who I thought he'd be I was lost when you found me here And I was broken beyond repair And you came along Sang your song over me. Feels like I'm born again. Feels like I'm living for the very first time. For the very first time in my life. feeling in my soul and I pray that I'm not wrong that the life I have now it is only the beginning feels like I'm born again feels like I'm living for the very first time For something that was more than what I had yesterday Then you came to me And you gave to me life and love That I've never known That I've never felt before It feels like I'm born again Feels like I'm living Feels like I'm living For the very first time For the very first time Living for the first time For the very first time Feels like I'm breathing Feels like I'm moving For the very first time For the very first time Living for the first time
let's sing together. Stars in the night, I wonder At your lightning in the sky, I shudder Your glory is a blanket that covers Every living thing I'm in awe of the majesty who you are Your love is a seal burnt inside my heart All of the day I want to be where you are Holy Father And it feels like there's not enough praise
pledge your love, lay down your stuff and daily of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day.